Hacky. Hey, hey, the happy music is back. Welcome to season two of the Reawakening Podcast. I'm Brian Ingraham. And I know what many of you are thinking. You're thinking, why did we ever stop? Why did you ever stop the Reawakening Podcast? Well, the short story is I was on sabbatical for a time. And during my sabbatical, this little thing called COVID rocked the world and it impacted a lot of things. I ended up leaving my sabbatical early and getting back to helping the church through those days. And, you know, one thing after another, I kind of just let it let it lie. And I, and I didn't really think I would get back to it. So what's happened? Why am I getting back to the Reawakening podcast now? Why not just let it take a pause and let it be for its season? Well, mostly because I have this fire to see people live awakened to God, to see people living on fire for God. And I have this belief that everyone does better with health. In fact, you know, I've been thinking about the podcast over the last couple of months as as I've been chewing upon uh, on this idea of should I get back to this or not? And those words that I would say near the end of every podcast that some people can do this alone, but everyone does exponentially better with help. Those words have just haunted me in in these last couple uh, weeks and, and months. And I I believe them. I believe them when it comes to following God well and following God specifically to live a reawakened life. And that's my passion, to see people live with fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. I, I, I call it living reawakened to God and not just passive and rolling through life, but but it, but fresh and, and feeling close to God. And we can ask ourselves, you know, is that even possible? Is it possible to have a, a hope or an expectation that we can live with this everyday fire for God, like freshness with God every day? I believe it is possible, but even if it's not possible, isn't that what we want to aim for? Isn't that what we want to run after? And, I, and so I believe it's possible, and I, and I believe it's worth running after. But more importantly, I believe that everyone does better with help. Everyone does better with that mentor-type role in our lives, pushing us and, and br- bringing us to a place where we're being more intentional about growing with God. You know I just can't say enough about the power of being mentored, about the power of having a mentor for 25 years. I had Don Crook as my mentor from 18 years old for 25 years, uh, week after week, month after month. And and in all these different seasons of my life, we'd have these conversations where he would keep pushing me and challenging me and giving me ideas and thoughts and reflections that kept nurturing my spirit and my relationship with God. When it comes to living a reawakened life, when it comes to living a life that's that's full of fire and freshness towards God, we're not entirely passive in this. We're not victims of life and circumstances entirely. I remember when talking about revival, um, Charles Finney, he talked about how a revival is kind of like a crop of wheat where if you plant and you cultivate the soil and you you do the right things and you you get the situation ready, that over time the wheat will grow and things will will come alive. Now I've been watching uh, Clarkson's farm over the last couple of years and and I now understand like actually how many factors can really blow up this this concept of wheat and and wheat production. So maybe 
maybe when it comes to reawaking or living a revived life, maybe it's a little bit more like an indoor plant, like an indoor plant where we're less victims of of the external circumstances in our lives. And maybe it's more a result of continued intentionality, that kind of every day, every week intentionality to tend, to water, to make sure that the soil is right or the plant is in the right size pot or to move things around. I think that it's, we're a lot more a victim of, I don't even wanna use the word victim. We're, we're, We're much more of a result of our intentionality. And so our challenge isn't necessarily life and what happens to us. Our challenge is more connected to consistent, lifelong intentionality and follow through no matter what's going on in our lives and adjusting maybe our spiritual practices in in ways that can keep us fresh as the situations and realities of our lives adjust in different seasons. Now, over and over again, I'm just going to keep saying this deep-seated belief of mine that everyone does better with help. Everyone does. Everyone can benefit from, from having a, a mentor. And some of it has to do with the day-to-day aspects of life, but a lot of it has to do with seasonal changes of life. I don't know if you've had experiences like this before where you've had a season in your life where you have felt fresh and close to God for an extended season of time. But then something in your life changed, maybe a living situation or a life situation, and the next season wasn't quite as conducive to your current practices, and so things slid or shifted or backed off a little bit. One of of the values, one of the benefits of having a mentor or having uh, people who can speak into our lives is that they can help us in the new seasons, modify our practices and assess our practices so that we can have new practices that help us continue to live close to God, feeling fresh and alive with Jesus as as we have to adjust to different life situations and challenges. Again, everyone does better with help. I'm thinking about people with mentors, but I'm also thinking about people from ages past who would be in clubs like like Wesley uh, and Wesley, Charles Wesley and and uh, George Whitfield, the, the Holiness Club that they were in, and how they had this group of people who were spurring each other on towards running after Jesus and and running as hard as they can. You know, sometimes mentorship can be one to one. Sometimes it's just I need help, and we can do this together, and and that's helpful for all the different seasons in our lives. Back to that plant analogy, that indoor plant analogy. I mean, we can know that a plant needs water every so often, depending on the plant, for for life. We can know that it needs sunlight or less sunlight, depending depending on the plant. We can know that it needs to have the right soil or the right plant pot size, again, depending on the, the plant. We can know the right things. But the plant isn't going to grow if we never, ever water it, if we never do what we know we ought to do in order for it to grow. And in life, in, in this, this running after Jesus and living this fresh, close, long-lasting life, life connection to the God of the Bible, um, that, that we know a lot of the pieces, like 
lots of time in the Bible, lots of Jesus time, lots of time growing in, in prayer, maybe spiritual disciplines like, like fasting. I, I, heart, I hate to call it a spiritual discipline. It's, it's such a life-giving thing, fasting. And, and I know we talked about that in season one, and we'll, we'll talk about that in the future again. But just we can know the right thing to do, but over time, the application of those things, the our, our propensity to stay with the things that we know we ought to do fades. We can know what we're supposed to do, but everyone does better with help when it comes to continuing on those same values and, and, and applying and living out and keep going with those those priorities month after month, year after year. So we've talked about the different challenges of different seasons and how they can impact our, our walk with God, but also there's just general fading of maintaining the same practices. Uh, just that Bible that we know we should be reading or that prayer time we know we should be having, it just kind of gets squeezed out more and more. And then we look back and we're like, it's been a couple days. And then we, we try again a little bit and then we look back a little bit more and it's been a couple months. And then we look back and it's been, wow, it's been an embarrassing long period of time. I can't even say it's been a year or two. And and it's, it's amazing how things like that just just fade. Like I keep saying, having a mentor, having help, having someone speak in your life or continue to keep reminding you to, to stay with those things, everyone does better with, with that against the fade, against the fading of life. But but that kind of stuff is just about maintaining. There, there's another value when it comes to having help. There's another value when it comes to having a mentor. And that has to do with intentional and very often accelerated growth, at least the potential for accelerated growth. Now, I, again, I've had the same mentor for 25 years, and there has been long seasons of mentoring that have been good and kind of just staying with the mentoring process and kind of just in a pretty good place. But then every once in a while, there's like an accelerated bump in growth, like a, like a comment is made or a challenge is given and and I took a big step forward in my in my life with God. And it could have been a tip or a perspective or something like that 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 accelerated my growth in a in a moment that I wouldn't have taken that step without having a mentor, without having someone speak into my life. I mean, the power of mentoring is that it can push us gently, hopefully gently, but further and faster, further and faster than we would go just naturally. You know, I, I think about my, my own practices and I might have my Jesus time in the morning and might have some reading of the Bible and prayer or listening or journaling or, or all those things. I might have different things like that in my morning practices. But I, I over time, we tend towards the same things. Who is there that could shake things up a little bit? Who is there that can put a new idea on the table? Who is it that can maybe push an, an idea or a thought that you wouldn't have even thought to try? Or if you did, it wasn't going to be today. And, and, and kind of accelerate that, that, growth, that growth process. Everyone does better with help when it comes to kind of maintaining, but also everyone does better with health when it comes to getting ideas to keep our walk with Jesus growing, growing. If my Jesus time 
looks the exact same now as it did two years ago, there's some stagnation potentially happening there. No matter how good it was two years ago, I want to be someone who's leaning in and growing and learning more about connecting with Jesus and learning more about um, times what times with Jesus could be like. And it's that growth that it, we get so much help from, from others speaking into our lives. I could just think of some classic moments with my mentor, times where he just put things on the table that have completely granted me a leap forward when it comes to following following Jesus and my, my faith and my, my walk with Jesus. A lot of times, there are things that I would have never, ever done had, had he not pushed me forward. Like, like for instance, I remember the time, and I, I know I talked about this in season one, where he, he brought out this box of, box of books when I was 18 years old, and he puts it on the floor, I guess. I don't think it was a table. I'm pretty sure it was a floor. And he tells a group of us that, you know, like this summer, I want you all to read a missionary biography. And this box is full of missionary biographies. Just pick one and read it. And then when you read it, we will uh, talk about it and talk about the different things you learned about it. Now, 18-year-old Brian had no desire to read anything. Well, okay, maybe that's not entirely true. I didn't want to read anything other than something that was like Lord of the Rings or Wheel of Times, huge Wheel of Time fan when I was in high school and, and all the way through that series. But like, I love fantasy, the fantasy genre, but any other book, I had no desire to read. I didn't want to read any book in high school. In fact, I probably didn't even read many of the books that I was supposed to read in high school. Um, I'm not confessing one way or another, but I'm kind of thinking that that was, in my memory, probably a reality of mine. I didn't like to read. I would have classified myself as not a reader. Maybe you classify yourself as not a reader, but that doesn't mean that reading shouldn't be something that will be a part of your journey and a part of your growth that will transform your life. Well, I considered myself not a reader in a very extreme way, but I, I was given this assignment by Don, who is uh, going in the process of becoming my mentor. And I looked through this box of books with the world's worst attitude. And again, so many of those significant moments of my life start with the phrase, I had the world's worst attitude. But again, that power of mentorship, that power of someone speaking into my life. And at that time, it was a group mem mentorship. It was, a, there was I, don't, I don't know, about 12 of us in a group. It wasn't, it wasn't even one-to-one. -one. And, and so I remember looking through this box of books and I picked one. And it was the reason I picked this book, it, because it was the closest thing that I could find that sounded like Lord of the Rings. I kid you not. It was called Lords, Lords of the Earth by Don Richardson. I'm like, Lords of the Earth, Lord of the Rings. Okay, I, if I have to do this, that sounds like the most likely thing. So I picked it up. That summer, I read that extremely captivating biography, and it changed my life. It changed my my thoughts about reading. It, it didn't just change my thoughts about reading. It added a whole genre of literature to what I was going to be reading throughout the rest of my life on my own. It, I got this fascination about reading biographies of people who were missionaries or or pastors or who were in ministry, people who whose lives made a difference for Jesus and and who were transformed by Jesus and had gone through the journey and were transforming other people's lives for Jesus. Again, I never would have done that had I not had that nudge. It's more than a nudge. That, that homework assignment from my mentor. 
And as my mentor always tells me, mentoring gives homework. Mentors are supposed to give homework. It's not just a counseling session. It's not just a reflection time. It's not an introspection moment only. It is also about moving forward, pushing forward, growing forward, uh, taking steps that you wouldn't have normally taken on your own. And so homework is a big part of the mentoring process. Uh, I remember this time, a few years later, he had this biography on his shelf and he's like, Brian, if you ever find this old, old, out of print biography, buy it. And, and I want you to read it. So I started reading this book again that I never would have read, even though it was a missionary biography. It was about D.E. Host, who followed Hudson Taylor in China Inland Mission. One of probably the most boring, dry, non-fascinating missionary biographies I've ever read in my life. Very old book. And yet it had nuggets of gold in it that I wasn't going to get anywhere else. And again, I would never have picked this book, but my my mentor was like, I want you to read this book. And, and it's that intentionality that again, took me to places I wouldn't have gone on my own. That, that power of, of people helping us grow and pushing us to what we wouldn't normally do. I mean, other books that he, that he had me read over the years, like The Making of a Leader by Bobby Clinton, a book that many people either don't enjoy or misunderstand because it's it's a bit complex. Now, I don't find it complex now after studying it for many years, but many people on their first read, they find it pretty complex. And so going through this book and, and starting to evaluate my life as a leader and where I'm at in my journey as a leader and also having Don correct me because I learned back then that it's our natural propensity to rate ourselves further along in our development naturally or further along in our our maturity or further further along in our leadership process than we naturally are. And probably that's the same with our, ourselves spiritually. We might rate ourselves better than than we are naturally, but but kind of working through that and learning and getting grids that I wouldn't have had had he not walked me through that book and, and developed me. Another book that we went through one time was a book called True Faced. Again, I, I, didn't, I had no interest in reading this book. It wasn't something that really matched with my personality type. You know, it's, it's kind of a book for people who think differently than me. But again, that's the point. There I am learning and growing and thinking about things that I wouldn't normally think about by myself. Now, I, I know I'm going on and on with examples, but the point is, is it is so powerful to have a mentor, whether it's a one-to-one mentor or a, somebody who's mentoring intentionally a group of people, because we can be pushed and grow and, and learn further and faster than we would, would otherwise. One of the interesting things or tricky things about our mentoring relationship is I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for a long time, and he is also a pastor, or he was a pastor before he retired. For many of those years, he was a pastor. Our philosophy of ministry was a bit different. Uh, Some of our thoughts about what should be done at a church or how things should be done were different, but that wasn't a problem for, for the mentoring because he wasn't coaching me about how to be a great pastor. He was guiding me into how to have 
a, a soul as a person connected to Jesus that's listening to Jesus and is growing in Jesus. Much more about who I am as a person than who I am as a pastor. It wasn't about my job. It was about my walk with Jesus. So again, that, that never got in the way, even though you might think, oh, wow, you have different philosophies of things. It would have been great to be on the same page about everything, but it just wasn't an issue. The priority of mentorship has to do with our one-to-one -one relationship with Jesus because that's where everything flows from. My belief is that everything in my ministry begins in my heart. Otherwise, it's just fake and it's a job. But I believe that I want to see reawakening in my nation. I want to see reawakening in my city. I want to see reawaken, reawakening in these generations. And I believe then that if I want to see that out there, then it begins in here, in my heart. And so what can I do to live fresh and alive and close to Jesus? And then seeing that spread out from me. Now, as I've said before, like, Having a mentor and, and being pushed uh, in my, my spiritual life, gently but intentionally pushed to grow in my spiritual life, it wasn't like growth every month or growth every two weeks. Sometimes you just would take a leap and then it would be a pause, kind of a, a, a divine settling of new practices and kind of staying with some cons consistent practices and then another jump forward. And And sometimes the jump forwards are intentional, like, hey, let's Let's do this fasting day. Or or sometimes they're not as understood that there's going to be a big step forward happening here. For example, the, just the one of those shocking mentoring moment times is I called him up on the phone and and he's like, okay, Brian, I've been praying about what to do today. And, and that's that was how he would prepare. He would ask Jesus, you know, what, what, to, what we were going to do for that day. And he's like, okay, so today what we're going to do is you're going to pray, you're going to pray out loud, and your prayers are going to be all about Jesus and thanking Jesus and all about the cross. And we're going to do this for the next hour. And and I will I might interrupt you from time to time and give you feedback. And I'm just like, for an hour? For I'm going to for an, what would I even say for an hour talking about Jesus and the cross and praising him for the cross? Wow. I'm telling you, that mentoring session was a gargantuan leap for me. I, I can't even tell you how, how much of an impact that had on me personally to, to push myself way further than I ever would in praising Jesus and praising Jesus for the cross and for what he'd done for me and for, for all of us. And, and, just, and then the impact was multiplied. I was so impacted by that. I started helping the people in my life expand the, the amount of ways that they were able to praise God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, by, by pushing the times, by giving them thoughts and ideas, and teaching people around me to grow in praising God. Now, that is a spiritual life growth step, going from, okay, in my prayer life, I can spend five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes praising God. Um, and, you know, like, I think for, for rookies uh, for who are like, okay, I don't even know where to begin when it comes to praising God, I'm just like, well, learn from learn from some very intentional people. Like, just start quoting worship music. Like, that's all, especially the ones that are about praising God and and practice like expanding. Now, again, that's 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 a, a rookie place to start. I, I you want to be able to articulate your own thoughts and using scripture and just kind of pulling from scripture. God, I remember when you did that. But but anyways, that was a leap moment for me that I didn't see coming. That has had a massive impact on my life.
I know you're hearing me. I know you're hearing me about all this stuff. It is such a passion of mine. It is an obsession of mine to see our whole generation reawakened to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. I genuinely believe, as I said all through episode one or all series one, that some people can fumble through this path alone, but everyone does exponentially better with help. I believe that, and my life is wired that way. I have designed the church this way, the church that I lead, Rehope, in, in Glasgow. And in that church, I want to make sure that I always have challenges. Again, that because I believe the reawakened life is is helped by people pushing and challenging them forward, things that they can apply or, or, or take a step forward in. I have that in, in our church design. I also have Bible read-through groups and times of prayer for that because I want to design the church to be a place where people are reawakened with God. Now, you don't have to be at, at my church uh, to benefit from this. Uh, and so that's why I want to restart this podcast, uh, Series 2 here, where where I can continue to help you have ideas. But again, I, I'm going to challenge you every time to, to apply some stuff and to take steps forward, knowing that everyone does better with help. And then uh, I'm going to be starting something in the autumn. And it's going to be a group mentoring thing. Is going to be via Zoom. Uh, anybody is welcome to do it. It's going to be intense. It's going to have Bible reading components and journaling components and prayer components and fasting components and and book reading pieces. To it is going to be for people who really want to take a leap. And it's not going to be free. There's going to be a, a cost with that just because of some of the costs in, in doing this thing and, and to, to taking the time to do that. So. Uh, there's going to be some costs with that, but I also think that it's going to be worth it. I I pay for for different subscriptions for things to help me in areas that I need a little bit of help in. I feel like spirit and soul care is probably the most worthy thing to invest in for myself, maybe even more so than Netflix or Disney Plus or something like that. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more in a bit, but group mentoring coming soon. My challenge for you as we start this off, is exactly what you would expect. You and who. You and who. Everyone does better with help. Is there someone in your life that you can pursue as a mentor? Is there somebody that you can reach out to? And yeah, I've got some group mentoring stuff coming, but if you can get a mentor, that like a one-to-one -one mentor, that would be better. I would, I would, that would be my ideal for your life and your situation. Do you have a group of buddies? who you can uh, spur one another on and kind of continue to bring a, a challenge. Maybe a suggestion would be uh, each person is assigned with uh, a different gathering meeting to bring a challenge, not a preach, but something, okay, this next week we are going to try and grow our prayer life by adding this to it for a week and see how that goes. Or we are going to read this chapter in this book and and talk about it is there people that you can you can work with to spur each other on if not you know maybe you'll want to be a part of the group mentoring starting in the autumn but i hope that this podcast uh, the plan is to drop it every first of the month uh if it, it can it can at least be something wherever you're at to kind of help push you and, and challenge you and give you ideas to to grow with god if you find this podcast helpful, I would appreciate if you got the word out. Maybe you shared it on social media. Hey, 
Season two is back after a two and a half year hiatus. I bet you and I bet you were glad that you subscribed. Otherwise, you would have no idea that this was restarting again. Uh, that that subscription from I don't know maybe three years ago, the time you clicked on the button and how it's it's warned you that this is starting back up again. Um, if you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. If you rate and review it on wherever you get your podcast, that would be really helpful. But really just getting the word out. This is starting up again and this could help people. I believe that everyone does better with help. I have a passion to see people live in fresh closeness with God. And I bet there's people in your life that you know they could use a monthly nudge, a free podcast to just kind of keep them thinking and keep them challenged. If you can think of those people, let them know. All right, family, I, I hope you are well. Again, run. let's run for it. Let's enjoy this new era of running after Jesus together. Some people can fumble through this path alone, but everyone does better with help. <laughs>